Is masculinity toxic? I'm sure you've heard the buzzword, toxic masculinity. But is it really toxic? Well, the truth is, is if you are a man's man, truly a man, in what we see in scripture and who God created us to be, it is so toxic that most of the world can't even breathe around you. They're gasping for air, they're choking. It is toxic. Yeah, masculinity is toxic. And that's where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Slayer. Garth Ackman, David Lyons. Hey, thanks for uh, checking out the podcast. You can reach out to me at tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. Love hearing from my listeners. And always, always, I will get back to you if you email me or text me or call me. I just might not do it immediately. So it's Friday. You know the drill. You have 48 hours to get as many people to church as possible. Some of you might have a hard time telling people about Jesus. So do the next best thing. Get them to a church that talks about Jesus, preaches Jesus, worships Jesus. And if you don't go to such a church, find one. Hello. Get out there. But got 48 hours. Beg, bribe, whatever you need to do. That's your mission. How many people have you won to Christ this year by getting them to church? I hope at least 10 or 15. And remember, if a man goes to church, almost always his whole family will end up going to church. So it's kind of a buy one, get six free, something like that, depending on how many are in the family. Okay, is masculinity toxic? I read a story recently by psychology professor Herb Goldberg who said, When I was 12 years old, my father mocked me for crying. I consciously made a decision right then and there that I would never cry again, and I kept it for years. When I finally realized crying was good and that men need to cry, I couldn't do it anymore. And since then, I've been trying to learn to cry again. Now, this is not about crying. It's not about getting in touch with your emotions. But the point is this, whether you cry or not, What did you learn and what do you now practice because of your father's example? I would imagine that many people in today's world see Jesus as a plaid sweater vest, Sansa belt, docker pants wearing, hush puppy shoe kind of dude. No, 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 no. Jesus, Jesus lost his cool. Jesus tore up the temple courts, not just any court, not your front porch not the backyard barbecue pit. He tore up the temple courts, flipping tables with a whip. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah, a lion. He's coming back and he's gonna be pissed. He's pissed off at the sinful world, the rebellious world, at Satan, at the Antichrist. And you might say, that's kind of a harsh word, Garth. That's kind of kind of crass. Well, it's probably the nicest word I can use to actually express just how mad he's gonna be. Look. Jesus, while on earth, raged against the status quo. He was outspoken, bold, shameless, selfless, direct, compassionate, blunt, passionate, and an equal opportunity employer, and self-confident. He was committed to the point of death. What are you committed to uh, to the point of death? Anything? He was also deliberate, confident, soft, loving, strong, quiet, and long-suffering. So. Here's the deal. Being misunderstood for being a man in today's world is kind of like level one. Being misunderstood for being a Christian 
that's pretty common, and that's level two. But being misunderstood for being a true follower of Christ and a true man, I'd like to say it's level three, but actually it's more like level 19. Look, I see men out there who are not Christians who get attacked for being a man. I applaud them. I see men out there who get attacked for being Christians. I applaud them. But when I see a man out there being a Christian man, they get attacked most viciously of any. It's incredible. Look, we know Jesus lost his father at some point, but he was around Jesus for most of his life. Jesus had many brothers and sisters, so he had to be around for most of his life. His dad did something right to help prepare and set him up. And by looking at Jesus, we can deduct a few things. He taught Jesus how to work hard, how to get work done. He taught Jesus to stand his ground and speak the truth. He taught Jesus to look out for the misunderstood and the low level of society. He taught him to stand against hypocrisy and fallacy. He taught him to stand against religiosity. He taught him to love children, the lost, to love the avoided, the slutty, the disgusting, the miscreants. At the same time, to never approve of the behavior and to never water down the truth of those who weren't true Christ followers. You go, yeah, but didn't Jesus come to do the Father's will? Yes, his heavenly Father, absolutely. And isn't it amazing that God, in his incredible wisdom, also gave him an earthly father to prepare him to hear the heavenly father? How good are you doing at preparing your kids as a father to get your kids to hear the heavenly father? Now, what I'm about to say can sound arrogant, but hold on and listen to where I'm going. And by the way, to most people who really find things like this, what I'm about to say arrogant, It's because they lack what I'm talking about, and and they're just envious and jealous. I have people in my own family that attack me when I talk boldly about things, and they think it's arrogance. No, no, it's confidence, and you just feel that way because you lack the confidence. You lack to know, and you don't understand who you are in Christ. So, all right, anyway, I have continually, personally, tried to figure out why I am so committed to Christ. What did I learn? What, What was I born with? What was the secret sauce in my life that said, I'll never give up, I'll never quit? And yes, I've got a strong prayer life and a very strong devotion to God's Word. I'm heavily involved in church and other ministries. But where was that defining factor to being a man who is totally committed to Jesus no matter what? And I truly mean no matter what. Marriage problems, health problems, money problems, kid problems. The cause, the smoking gun, if you will, is simply this. A father who was a man's man. He never stepped back in his devotion to Christ, no matter what he faced or what he went through. So today, read your Bible, pray, and daily ask God to make you a man's man. If not only for you, but for the sake of your family and the world. Why is masculinity toxic? Well, it is in fact toxic to those who are on a steady diet of tolerance and social justice and don't see Jesus for who he really was. So I make no apologies for you choking on my lifestyle, my words, and my actions. One man's toxicity is another world's hope. Change the world. And until Monday, keep slaying giants.